On today's podcast, we focus on the heart of coaching, and joining me is Brian McKenzie of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and he also does work with 3D Coaching. Brian, it's great to have you here. Hey, great to be with you, Keith. Thanks so much for having me on. So, Brian, before we get into today's topic, which I think is just a, a tremendous one here, and you know, for coaches, we, we all think about that other aspect of the game and what we can do to uh, develop the hearts and minds and, and souls of the, of the, the players we coach. Um, but for you, this has been a journey to this point. So talk to us about your start in coaching, and uh, you know, we'll kind of catch us up with uh, where we are today as well. Yeah, well, my, my start of coaching came when my career kind of ended. I was with the Atlanta Falcons as a player in 1991 and a free agent and had a, a career-ending injury with my shoulder. Had to come back a year later and play a little bit in Canada, but uh, the Lord had other plans. I ended up coaching uh, for a season at Georgetown College in Kentucky, which is an AI school, and um, had some great friends there. Head coach was a um, special friend of mine, of mine as well, and I privilege to coach there, and then you know, from that point, I've done many things in, in, in coaching, coached high school, um, uh, also coached 7-on-7 uh, uh, seven football in Texas uh, with high school there, and uh, also have coached my sons in Little League football, so done, done a little bit of everything when it comes to coaching, and um, so I love coaches, I understand what they walk through, and love to walk alongside them, encourage them, especially at this time, uh, what's going on in our country. Yeah, absolutely. It's needed. And, um, you know, that's a lot of, of what you do. You're um, really providing support, coaching the coaches, helping them, you know, imp- implement some things within their programs that go beyond the X's and O's. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what you do today. Yeah, Keith, you know, one of the things I, I always like to bring up is a quote that was quoted many years ago by Billy Graham, that one coach will impact more people in one year than the average person does in a lifetime. And I think anybody who's ever had a coach uh, could speak to that, the impact they can have in your life. And uh, the original definition of a coach, I don't know if you've ever heard the original definition of a coach, but it's a covered carriage that takes a person of importance from where they are to where they want or need to go. You say that again, it's a covered carriage that takes a person of importance from where they are to where they want or need to go. That's the original definition of a coach, and I don't think we can improve on that definition of a coach. You take that person of importance, a player, here a football player, from where they want or need to go, from where they are to where they want or need to go. And what I try to do is help a coach do that. I help a coach take that young man where they are, find out where they are, more than just on the field, but in their heart, what's going on in their heart, in their life, and, and uh, in their emotions, them as a person, and help them take that young man to where they want or need to go. And we do that. We, we utilize uh, three-dimensional coaching, which is uh, uh, a internationally known uh, curriculum to help coaches coach the, the, the heart and mind of their players so they can become all that they possibly can be. We all know if we can get to the heart of a player, their motivation goes up, um, their character goes up, their integrity, all those things that, that are in the soul of us, we would call, or the heart of us, uh, as those things begin to grow and mature, it shows up in our actions and attitudes, which also shows up on the field. And for those not familiar, the 3D coaching, uh, the three dimensions, Coach, share those with us in a little bit about yeah. the work you do in each one. 
Yeah, the, the three the three dimensions first are, are the, just the fundamentals of, of football, and that's the that's the first dimension, and that's you know strength, power, speed, quickness, technique, X's and O's, tactics, all those kind of things are first mentioned. And, and coaches out there, football coaches all over the place have great access to help their players grow in those areas. Tons of information out there, tons of clinics on those kind of things. But then there's a second dimension. Which is the, the kind of the, the, the psychology, the mind that has to do with you know confidence, emotion, team cohesion, mental toughness, as we talk about, and, and we, we come alongside coaches. We look at what they're doing in practice plans, what they're doing off the field, and we say, how can we come alongside of them and give them practical tools to work with uh, their players in those areas? And then, of course, we have the third dimension. So you have the the physical, you have the mental, and then you have the, the heart or the soul of a player, which talks about our identity. What, who are we? Character, um, self-worth, value, purpose. Uh, that's the heart um, of, of a player. So those are the three dimensions, kind of physical, mental, and then spiritual or the heart. And that's what we work. Uh, that's how we work with our, with our coaches. We, with FC football, specifically work in the second and third dimension um, to help them implement practical tools that they can utilize to reach their players at those levels. And when you coach a player at all three levels, then you're coaching the whole player. And when you coach the whole player, then that player has the opportunity to maximize the potential as a player and to help your team become all that it can be. And I think we all know where to find the fundamentals, where to get all the X's and O's and the techniques and even the strategies behind it. Uh, The work you do, as you mentioned, most of it being in the second and third dimension, um, is what we're going to focus on here today. And you said something there about the second dimension uh, in working with coaches is that you'll take a look at you know their, their practices, their practice plans, and see where you can help them adjust there. And uh, I think that kind of grabbed my attention a little bit. You know, the second dimension, again, being the motivation, confidence, emotion, team cohesion, goal setting. I think a lot of coaches are getting a lot of information on that right now, uh, but it, it becomes more and more challenging in that second and third dimension to do those things well. So talk to me about the practical side of that and typically what you might see uh, as an example on uh, a team's practice or in, in how they're doing things that you're able to make some adjustments. Yeah, w- w- one of the things we do is uh, to help them be able to, especially when it comes to team cohesion, uh, just a team really loving each other, uh, which we're really seeing right now with, with Indiana right now. Their, their theme is LEO, love each other. Well, how do you get them to love each other? Well, they got to know each other. And how can they get to know each other? Well, they got to spend time talking about things that aren't just football. Obviously, there's drills you can do that work on team cohesion on the field, but that is a, really a byproduct of what they're doing off the field. So there's, a, there's something called the 4-H drill that I like to teach coaches and, and to, to work with their teams. And you break the team down one-on-one. The coaches are involved, too, and they go over four H's. The first is hero. Who's your hero? And, and they share who might their heroes and why they're a hero. And it's amazing if you ask men uh, right now, when's the last time somebody asked you who your hero was? They can't tell you. And, and, it's, it, and, and young men don't get to talk about who their hero is and why they are, why that person's a hero. Then the, four, the second H is highlight. Give me a highlight from your past year, something that's been was great that you want to celebrate and share that with me. Then, then the third H is a hill. Give me a life triumph, something you've a difficulty you've overcome in the past. And it's amazing what players will share 
and, and you begin and the players get to know each other. The coaches get to hear things they never heard. It's the, the, the young man who was, I heard a college coach talk about, he found out one of his kids was born in Haiti and was adopted in Haiti and the struggle he had to get to the United States. And all of a sudden that coach began to see that kid in a different light, understand where he's coming from and helped him be able to better coach that kid. And the, and the players, when they understand these background things on the other players, begin to, to know each other more, trust each other more. And then the fourth H, so you got hero, highlight, hill, and the, is hurdle, a current struggle you're trying to overcome. And boy, when guys begin to understand that other guys on their team are, are walking through struggles too and can encourage each other in those struggles, even off the field, it's amazing what it does to team cohesion because they get to know each other and therefore they get to trust each other. And when they can trust each other off the field, just as people, when, when they show up on the field, they can trust each other on the field. And it makes all the difference by working that second dimension just with that team cohesion. So that's a practical drill that I always like to teach coaches. And it's fun to listen to the coaches as they begin to implement this into their programs. I mean, I'm talking a little league, high school, college uh, coaches utilizing this drill and seeing the impact it's making on their teams. As you you know, go through and, you know, show a coach this drill and talk to him about how he implements it. Is there suggested time when they do this? Is it, you know, you like it before practice, after practice, meeting room on the field, any preferences there as, as far as how you fit it in to have the impact that it can? Yeah, and the answer to that, Keith, is yes. <laughs> yes to all those. I mean, it really depends on uh, the, uh, the, the program and what they already have set up. A lot of times it works better having just a team a team meeting after um, after practice or splitting them up right after practice, or if you if you've got times worked in at the college level is a little bit more time, so they can have specific things where they're just they just take you know 30 minutes and they do this in their team meeting room and they break up maybe three different times with different people, um, so that it just depends on what's going on in their in their program. Another drill I could teach them is called the spotlight drill. Uh, so if you, after practice, it's encouraging to do this often, right after practice, have one of the players stand up and, um, and, and you have you know, five or six guys to tell them why that person's important to their team. And they have to look them in the eye, tell them by name. So you say, you know, Bob, you're important on this team. And you can't say anything about what they do on the field as far as production it has to be about their character you're important because you show up every practice and give your very best effort uh you're important on this team because i've heard a high school kid say this i wouldn't be able to get to practice in the summer if you didn't pick me up every single day and bring me to practice that's why you're important on this team uh so it just highlights the, the character of a kid not his performance but the character of a kid and the whole team gets to hear that and the more you do that the more that's the thing that gets emphasized, which, again, shows up on the field when they play, when someone's lifting them up as a person and not just on the performance. So there's all kinds of things that we do and times that they can do that when it just it really depends on the individual program. You know, Coach, what, as you were talking about that, I, I was reflecting and thinking back to something I did. It, it was probably around uh, 2006, 2005, 2006, sometime in that range. And, um, you know, I think it, it's true today and, you know, might be truer than ever. Uh, you know, we, we are more connected with a lot of people on social media, but we, we kind of have lost the personal connection. But 
Um, I remember back to that particular team um, before the days of social media. It kind of is good to think about those days right now. But, <laughs> yes. oh, but yeah. uh, you know, one of the things we did with, uh, you know, a group, our, our leadership group, a group of kids who um, all wanted to be the team captain, they had a number of things they needed to do because I was tired of it being uh, a popularity contest. And I really wanted them to get to know their team so they could lead their team and, you know, this particular group, uh, you know, there, it, it was it was a little rough for them. They hadn't necessarily won as they were coming up as as younger kids. And uh, they were a little, you know, it was a little bit clicky and uh, definitely, you know, the older kids versus the younger kids. So we exercised we did that summer, um, you know, throughout their time in, in our summer program needed to get to know everybody on the team. And I said, I don't care how you do it. Um, if you need a notebook, take a notebook. But uh, you know, there's going to be a point and here's, here's when it starts. I'm going to start asking you guys to, uh, to talk to me about your teammates in front of your teammates and get to know them. And, you know, we, what I'm getting to in, in either of those kind of drills is I think we assume today that, you know, these kids, uh, they know each other, they're tight, whatever. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that's a safe assumption to make. I definitely, I think they know each other less. Everything on social media is so surface, so they never get a chance to really talk about real things, look people in the eye, see facial expressions, um, hear tone of voice, all those kind of things. You take that out of the equation, um, and it, it's really a, a disservice to our kids when we just like I say we assume that they do, but we, we can't assume that. We have to, as coaches, make sure that that's something that, that's taking place. We provide a structure and a place where that can take place because it's not taking place in, in our world today, just because they're relying, they think they're communicating. They think they're getting to know each other through social media. But in reality, it's very surface and they don't ever get to the heart. They never get to the, to the person behind uh, the number. No, I think the easy test is take one of your kids, uh, a senior and, um, you know, point, point out somebody who's not in a position group that he normally works with and ask him what, what's that kid's name. And I think, you know, you yeah. could go through and, you know, some kids might be able to hit them all, but you know, some of them maybe by that third or fourth trial be like, yeah, I'm not sure. And that's yeah. your team. That's not good for a team. Yeah. I mean, you don't even know the people on the team, their names Yeah. beyond their names. I mean, certainly you're not going to get there if, if you don't know names. Right. You know, Keith, I'm 52 years old. So it's been a long time since I played high school football, but I can still name you probably the majority of guys I played high school football with. And that's, that's removed you know, all these years, and just to your point, today, if you if you ask a, a, a young man to stand up, a senior to stand up, and ask him some of the names of the kids on the team, he's looking at him. He didn't he didn't have you know forty years or whatever to forget. You know, he's he's uh, thirty five years to forget. He's got thirty five minutes to have forgotten somebody's name, and yet they they the reason they don't know it because they haven't spent time with him. That's a great point. So, coach, that um, kind of leads us then to that third dimension, which is the heart. And we said that was going to be our focus today is the heart of coaching and the third dimension being identity, character, significance, self-worth, values, purpose, you know, and again, I think as you look at the, the pyramid that's set up with 3D coaching, those things become, you know, increasingly difficult to coach and to understand. And I think we have to, as coaches, constantly work at these things. So as you go into a program, um, how do you go about implementing uh, some of the things you need to do to really help coaches reach the heart of their players? Yeah, well, I always you know, like to tell coaches first is that you know, if you're going to reach the heart of 
a, a player, you've got to look into your own heart. You got you got to ask the why question. Why why do I coach? What what's my purpose in coaching? Um, and if a coach struggles other than answering questions, usually it's, it's it goes back to first mention. Why well, I want to win? I'm competitive, and those are all fun and those are good. They're not bad, but that's not. But that's the highest end of the coaching. The reason you coach is just because I'm competitive and I like the game. Then that's going to run out pretty quickly. That that motivation to coach is going to run out your your um you know very quickly. Uh, there, there's a difference in theory coaching talks about the difference between transactional coaching and transformational coaching. Uh, transactional coaching it focuses solely it focuses solely on the results and uses players as tools to meet the personal needs or status or identity of a coach. It's just about how can you, what can you do for me to help me win? The transformational coach flips that around. What can I do to help you be all you can be? And if your why centers around that kind of thing, then you can begin to reach the heart of the player because they know they care, you care about them beyond the field. Uh, you know, in Freedom Mr. Coaching talks about a transformational purpose statement. And my transformational purpose statement is to empower football coaches to become transformational coaches who lead their athletes to become men of grace and truth. But that's why I do what I do. We help coaches give a transformational purpose statement that comes from the heart to reach the heart of their players, um, working through the 3D curriculum as well. Uh, you know, one of the important things when it comes to um, you know, the third dimension, understanding identity, is who you are. Uh, the world would teach us as a whole, especially the world of football, sports is in general, but football is even more specifically, is that what you do is who you are. That, that Meaning how you perform, that's what your identity is. So if you have a bad game as a player, well, then you're, you're, a, bad, you're a bad player. That's who you are. Well, that's not the truth. We believe that God teaches from his word is that what you do is not who you are, although who you are has a tremendous impact on what you do. Understanding your identity is not based on what you do is huge. Your identity is based upon who God has made you to be. You're, you're someone who's been made in the image of God. And if you, you know his son Jesus, as we believe the, the, the scripture teaches, through, through faith in what Jesus has done for you, then your identity is based on what God has to say about you as one who is trusted in Christ who's a Christian, who's forgiven. Those are, that's identity. You're, you're a child of God. That's your identity. And based upon that identity, it will show up in what you do. So in order to understand where kids are coming from, you've got to intentionally get to know your kids. You've got to be able to intentionally engage them in conversation, intentionally engage them in conversation that goes to the heart to ask them, where are you finding your identity right now? Is your identity based upon your performance on what kind of grades you're making, how you're performing on the field? Or is it based upon who God says you are. And you can find out a lot about young men and coaches in general when you ask them that question, who are you? Sometimes I'll just, I'll stand in front of a coaching staff or a whole team, just did this recently at, 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 a, at a D1 university, uh, just asking, hey, who are you? And I had some guys stand up and introduce themselves. And everything they said was based upon performance, not based upon character, so, you know, understanding who they were as God had made them, it was understand, their understanding of identity was based upon what they did. So we try to help coaches, first of all, ask themselves the why question, and then the who question, who are they, and help them ask their players the very same question so they can begin to get and coach them at the heart level, understanding where they're coming from so they can point them in a different direction. 
Coach, that's powerful stuff, definitely. And uh, I think all of us need to do better that at that. Not just our players. I think you know we get tied into that as coaches. And I, I can say, you know, forever that was my identity. Uh, in, instead of looking at the other side, and I think when you can start to focus on that as yourself as a coach you better start to see those qualities in other people. So I think it's a good exercise to go through that for yourself. For teams, Coach, what, what kind of things do you do to work to, to implement and to get into coaching the heart with the teams you work with? Yeah, again, it comes back to, to spending time with players outside of football and, and, and having conversations that go beyond football and just asking them, as I mentioned, asking the questions like, who are you? Great question. And I just call it the who are you drill. And you get a chance to hear who they think they are, where their identity is based, which enables you then to begin to point them in other directions. Most teams have uh, pregame chapels, even at the high school level. They'll either have it on you know, Friday afternoon. Uh, Todd's will have it Friday afternoon. They'll have it Saturday morning of the game. It's a great time to bring in a, a character coach, a, a, a football sports chaplain that comes in and begins to, uh, to, to speak to them on the level of, you know, wh- where do you find your identity? What, what is your identity based on? And, and um, you know, what is character? Uh, um, what does it mean to be a person of integrity and having uh, either a character coach or a chaplain speak on those things uh, to the team, at a heart, which gets right to their heart because the coach understands the players need to be spoken to in a way that is, is to the heart. Uh, is talking about their identity and their character and their self-worth and their value and their purpose. So just the, one of those practical things you do is just have a, you can call it a character talk, talk you can call it a, a pregame chapel service. service. Uh, it's interesting, that's, that, that is universal. Years ago, I was actually in England and uh, um, working with a, a, a football team over there and their coaches from the United States that played over here and coached over here and when he uh, was working with their quote-unquote semi-pro football team over in England, um, he wanted to have a, a chapel service, a pregame chapel service, and the owner was saying, no way. And all he had to do is say, well, every NFL team in the United States has a, pre- has a pregame chapel service. And the guy said, okay, we're going to have one. Everybody has to have those. And you can even have those in public school uh, settings as long as you have someone come to the outside to speak at it and it's voluntary, voluntary for your your kids, then that can happen. So just a practical um, aspect of having a weekly chapel service that talks about the things of the heart is one of the best things you can do. And then as a coach, just being available uh, and intentional with your kids to ask questions about character, identity, self-worth, purpose, and, and being able to get your, you know your kids, whether you're a position coach or a head coach, at a level where then you begin, begin to address those issues where they're finding their identity and self-worth and purpose in. And coach, it's probably something we need more than ever today. We've, we've done a good job spending the last six to eight months um, tearing, tearing apart connections, polarizing in mm-hmm. this country. And mm-hmm. I, I love uh, that in most places around the country, we, we are playing football and it, it still is something on Friday nights that, that joins people together. Uh, we need football, but we need, you know, the work you're doing too. So how can coaches uh, get more involved with FCA and uh, for coaches in the, the med- Midwest, uh, 
the FCA football Midwest. Yeah, well, playing involved more involved with FCA football Midwest, just uh, contact me fcafootballmidwest.org. And they can reach out to me through my website. They can, of course, email me at bmckenzie at fca.org and reach out, and, and I can get them involved. Also get them involved with the local staff and FCA staff, people in their area who are working in their areas. A lot of what I do is support our local FCA staff throughout the Midwest and helping them find better ways to connect with football coaches, to engage football coaches, to equip football coaches, to empower football coaches. And ultimately, we want to, to introduce football coaches. If they don't already know Christ, we want to introduce them to Christ and, uh, um, and allow them to have a real personal relationship as their Savior and Lord. And then hopefully that, that impacts the way that they coach, the way they reach out to their players. So they can, they can reach out in that, in that way. Um, you know, Keith, I wanted to share another example here about emphasizing what's most important. There's a particular team in one of the states here in the Midwest, high school football team that's won eight of the last 10 state championships. And I'm telling you right now, when they get off the bus, they don't win the underwear contest, if you know what I mean. If you lined up the other teams against them, they're not ever going to win the underwear contest, but they won eight of the last 10 state championships. So obviously something's happened. They have a coach who's a 3D coach. He understands he's a a heart coach. He's a coach who gets the most out of his players because he cares about his players off the field. One of the things they started doing years ago is they started having at the banquets, um, uh, they give no individual awards at the banquets. Nobody gets individual awards. He's had Gatorade players a year that were juniors in high school. That was never mentioned at the banquet. They bring up the freshman class and say, hey, man, we really appreciate the freshman class. They had a great year. They work, they've been working on this. They bring up the sophomores. They bring up the juniors. And even though the junior is a first-team All-State, it's never mentioned at the banquet. What's mentioned at the banquet is every single senior comes and sits down in the chair in front of the head coach. And he speaks about each of those kids for about five minutes. And he speaks to them at a heart level, who this kid is. And they emphasize, they don't just talk about, hey, we're about team first. We're about these young men and building them as young men and, and, and sending them out in the world as young men who are changed, young men who understand their worth and value is based upon who God says they are. A lot of people talk about that, but everything else they do says opposite. It's about the individual. So we're going to give 173 different individual awards at our banquet. They don't do that. He says, hey, these kids are good enough. They're going to get all state awards. We don't have to highlight that. Other people do that. Our job is to highlight the person. And I'll tell you what, when you do that, it's, the, it's, one, of the most, it's one of the most powerful things you've ever been, been part of. And because they emphasize it in practical ways, just even at the banquet, they don't emphasize individuals. They emphasize team. They emphasize the person behind the helmet. It shows up on the field. Because every one of those kids in that program feels valued. And when they show up and they look across the field and they're a five foot nine, two hundred five and five pound offensive guard going up against a six five, two hundred and seventy five pound defensive lineman that's going to Michigan or Ohio State or whatever, they don't care. Because their coach, they know that their coach loves them, they're valued, they're motivated, and they're motivated by the greatest motivator in the world, which is love. There's no greater motivation than love. So I just wanted to share that with, with, with too. It's an, an, another highlight about coaching at the third dimension. Yeah, I believe that coach was just on our, our podcast. Uh, I think I have it right. You're talking about Coach Leonard in Rochester High School? I'm exactly right. And, and he actually got that idea from his dad, who's at Cigar Griffin High School in Springfield, Illinois, who's the all-time wins leader in the state of Illinois. So both of them do that at their banquets. 
and it shows up with their kids. But yeah, Rochester definitely never wins the underwear contest, but they sure win a lot of games. Coach, I know you're going to spend some time talking with coaches at the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association Virtual Clinic, which is the first clinic of this offseason, December 8th through the 12th. Can you give us an overview of some of the things that you're going to touch on there? Well, I'm, I'm going to touch on a lot of things that we've touched on this call, but go into a little bit more depth. We'll talk about three-dimensional coaching. We'll talk about um, a transformational purpose statement, um, dealing with the why that you coach. Uh, we'll we'll um, talk about practical implementations at the second and third dimension um, for your programs. That's a big emphasis um, on what I'll be talking about at the clinic. And Coach, the final question I, I like to ask every coach who comes on the podcast is uh, of all the things you do in your job as a coach, what's the one thing you'd point to that uh, gives the people you work with the winning edge? Well, that, that's pretty easy for me. I, I, I point to them them to have a right relationship with their creator, and they do that through trusting in uh the creator's provision for their sin, which it was his very own son, Jesus, trusting in what he did for them on the cross and um, understanding that it's not about what they do. It's about what he's done. That makes all the difference in the world about changing their heart and empowering them from within to become the very, very best coaches they can possibly be. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time. I'm looking forward to uh, the Illinois clinic and uh, watching you, uh, give more of this information there. And I really appreciate you taking the time and talking with us here on the podcast. Well, Keith, thanks, thanks so much for having me on here. Appreciate what you do. And I look forward to as well as working with some of the Illinois high school coaches at the clinic. Thank you again for listening to the coaching coordinator podcast. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five star for a rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new home for the coaching coordinator podcast that's at coachandcoordinator.com and follow me on twitter at coach k grabowski